0: Good evening everyone, I'm Leon from SciTech, and tonight I'll be your audio guide to the galaxy. For this special episode, we're going to be looking at the moon and learning about the upcoming launch of NASA's new moon rocket, the Space Launch System. This episode is timed to be listened to on the evening of October 9, just after sunset. Make sure you've got this episode downloaded and once we get started, try to keep your phone screen off so your eyes can adjust to the dark. Before you head outside, make sure you grab some insect repellent, a torch and a jumper if it's cold. Ready? Let's go. If I say, that's one small step for a man, you can probably already hear Neil Armstrong finishing the sentence with, one giant leap for Those iconic words were uttered on July 20, 1969, as Neil and Buzz became the first people to walk on the moon, and the world excitedly celebrated humanity's voyage of discovery beyond our planet. Unfortunately, after all the hype had died down a bit, it was realised that there wasn't much point in sending people to the moon. It was expensive, it was very difficult, and the landing of Apollo 11 was a symbol that the USA had successfully beaten the USSR in the space race. And so, in 1972, Apollo 17 became the sixth and final crewed mission to land on the moon, with astronaut Gene Cernan leaving behind the last human footprints embedded in the lunar soil. You can see the Moon in the sky this evening. You should be able to see it as a thin crescent low in the western sky, chasing the Sun over the horizon. It's currently in what astronomers call its waxing crescent phase, the exact same phase the Moon was in during Apollo 17's visit all those years ago. Over the coming days, the thin crescent Moon will become more pronounced, culminating in a full Moon on October 21. After the lunar landings were finished, countries around the world decided to focus their attention closer to home, in low Earth orbit, only a few hundred kilometres above our heads, and the powerful Saturn V moon rocket from the Apollo era was replaced with the Space Shuttle. You've no doubt seen the amazing pictures of the Space Shuttle launching, its stubby aeroplane-like design strapped onto the side of the iconic orange fuel tank, and white solid rocket boosters spewing out wickedly powerful thrust. But the moon has always beckoned and while one generation of space travelers was busy doing science in low earth orbit in the background we slowly uncovered the secrets of the moon and learnt that it truly is the gateway to our solar system moon rocks brought back by the apollo astronauts gave us clues to the origin of our earth and moon scientists found caves beneath the moon's surface caves that would make a perfect place to build a human moon base satellites studying the moon found precious metals that could be mined and used to build renewable energy technologies. Scientists even found water on the moon, locked up as ice, hidden deep within craters on the South Pole. In space, water is a treasure more valuable than gold. Water can be used by people for drinking, and it can also be used by spacecraft as rocket fuel. Imagine if you could refuel your spaceship at the moon. You could fly all the way to Mars in six weeks much faster than the six months that it currently takes. And so, today in the 21st century, we have real reasons to go back to the Moon. For science, for technology, for living and for the expansion of humanity out into the cosmos. And this is where NASA's Artemis missions and the Space Launch System come into it. The name Artemis comes from the Greek god of the Moon. Artemis was the twin sister of Apollo. So it's quite fitting that in the same way the Saturn V rocket carried the Apollo missions to the moon in the 20th century, the Space Launch System will be carrying the Artemis missions to the moon in the 21st. So what is the Space Launch System? The Space Launch System, or SLS, is NASA's newest moon rocket, capable of carrying 50 tonnes of cargo and people to the moon and even further to other planets. It has taken 10 years for NASA to design and build SLS and at 110 meters tall with orange fuel tanks and white solid rocket boosters, SLS looks like a cross between the Saturn V and the space shuttle. In fact, a lot of technology used to build SLS has come from the shuttle, from the solid rocket boosters that help it get off the ground, to the orange fuel tank feeding hydrogen and oxygen into the engines. Amazingly, the engines themselves are actually the exact same engines from the Space Shuttle. Not just copies, literally the same engines. They've been taken off the old shuttles and are now being reused on SLS. Unlike the Space Shuttle however, where the aeroplane-like orbiter vehicle full of cargo and people was stuck onto the side of the rocket, the SLS is a bit more like the Saturn V, where the crew and the cargo will be sitting on top of the rocket. The capsule where the astronauts sit is called the Orion capsule, and one day, Orion will carry teams of four astronauts to the moon and beyond. The first flight, the Artemis 1 mission. This is a test flight. There won't be any people on board, but this will be the first time ever that we get to see SLS in all its glory. When the countdown hits zero, the two solid rocket boosters and the four shuttle main engines will ignite firing with enough force to lift the entire 2,500 tonne spaceship off the ground. After two and a half minutes, the solid rocket boosters will have burnt through all of their fuel and will detach and fall back to the ground. The main engines will keep firing, carrying the rest of the ship into space, and after just six more minutes, they too will be out of fuel, and the entire 65 metre tall orange fuel tank will separate and fall back to Earth. The upper stage will then ignite and carry the Orion capsule into orbit and then onwards to the moon. Orion will then spend the next couple of weeks orbiting the moon, while NASA technicians on Earth do thousands of tests to make sure that everything's working properly. And if all goes well, the Orion capsule will come back to Earth a few days later and splash down in the Pacific Ocean. The exact date of the launch hasn't been set yet, but you can find it at www.nasa.gov. Gov/news. You should check that website every couple of days and you'll be the first to know when SLS will be launching. As we said, this is a test flight with nobody on board, but the next time SLS launches, which will be the Artemis 2 mission, it will be carrying four astronauts along with it. And for the first time in more than half a century, humanity will be returning to the moon, marking the first small step of our next giant leap into the cosmos and I think that's worth getting excited about. That's it for this episode of the Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. And remember, knowing stuff makes you cool.